What's up, Chris Nation? Welcome to the show. Game two of the season. Same result, sort of. Grizzlies lose 108-104 the Denver Nuggets. But this was a far better effort. And I'm starting the show giving all the flowers to X. And this what the, he needs to go in the locker room, and this needs to be his message. I hope this comes through. It messed up last time I tried to do this, but I'm going to try it again. Let's see. Did it come through? I don't even like it. Not, not really. I could hear it. Man, well, it is what it is. He, run that man his money. That's what he needs to be saying. Bring me my money. I don't. I understand. Like contract talks, da da da. Pay him. They they should have paid him in the off season. They could have got him significantly cheaper than what they're going to have to pay him heading into next season. He is a true professional. Whether he's starting or not, he always stays ready. Back to back good performances by him. He matched up well against Jokic. Jokic, thirteen points, eight rebounds. He did have five fouls, but he he lit up the stat sheet. He had. Three assists, two steals, and a block, two blocks, two blocks. Yep. Every night, every night he comes in there ready to play and no money yet. Pay him. Pay that man. <laughs> so, Candace, I think you said you, you had some uh, technical difficulties in the first half. I typically throw it to you first. But, uh, Isaac, we'll, we'll go to you, man. I, I, for one, am not disappointed. I would love to see a win here, but the effort from this team was better tonight. The rebounding was better. They actually out-rebounded the Nuggets yeah. and somehow still managed to lose the game. But coming off of what we saw in game one, moving on now to game two, how you feeling, Isaac? Man, I, I don't even know where to start. There's so much good stuff from this game. Um, I'm, I'm probably even more optimistic than you. I'm not upset at all. Um, I don't, I mean, just fantastic effort, uh, from these guys, really entertaining game. I'm trying to remember a time where I felt better coming off a loss. I mean, the team's sitting here, oh, and two, and I'm feeling really good, um, uh, about what we saw out there tonight. I, I mean, those guys played their, their heart out. Uh, I mean, you could just go down the list. Um, uh, you talk about X and, and I tweeted out exactly what you just got through talking about during the game. I mean, he's earning himself a, a lot of money. Uh, so pay the man. I mean, it's, just amazing what he does, man. He always stays ready. You can never forget the fact that he volunteered to go down to the G League prior to last season when they told him that he probably wouldn't be part of the rotation and found his, found himself in a situation without Steven Adams where you're starting in the playoffs and starting this season the same way. Uh, Steven Adams out for the season, and he just comes in and answers the bell. Uh, like you said, just filling up the stat sheet, going up against the, the best of the business and Jokic. Uh, 13 points, eight rebounds, two assists, three steals, two blocks, super efficient, five and nine from the field, even knocked down a three. Uh, just going out there doing Yoma's work, man. Hard hat, lunch pail, clocks in, super professional, just goes out there, not flashy, just goes out there and does what has to be done, man. So shout out to X, man. I I, I love having him on his team, and he's just fantastic on off the court, man. I don't think there's anything else to say about that. I definitely want to send a shout out to Trip. Much better offensive game than we saw in game one. Um, I talked about this yesterday. 
you can usually tell what type of game Jaron's going to have by how the game starts off. If you see him hanging around a perimeter um, and just kind of settling for threes when the game starts off, that's usually going to end up not being a good offensive game for him. Uh, you saw him going right at Jokic uh, to begin the beginning of the game, and he had a much better offensive game. Just settled with some foul trouble, probably would have went even bigger. Uh, but end up with Phil Estachi, end up with 21-9, two assists, three blocks, nine or 12 from the field, two or two from three, um, in just only 28 minutes. Like I said, if he had played 30, 35, 34, 35 minutes, man, he probably would have went for 30 and 15 tonight, uh, 30 and 12 or something like that. So just a, a great game from from him, just foul trouble. That's something that, I mean, we have to get away from. But he gets a tough whistle, man. I Some of those fouls, man, they're just, they're just bad. But he has this reputation – and they call him a certain way. It's crazy, though, him coming off a defensive player of the year, man, that he doesn't get more respect than that. Uh, but mm. I, and I got something I want to talk about that a little bit, a little bit later on. But uh, but before before I land my plane, man, I got I got a lot more to say. But we got time here. Got to give my my flowers to D Rose, man. Like I tried to tell people that he wasn't come, just coming in here to be a mentor. That man got plenty of gas left in the tank in his premium unleaded, man. He got plenty of gas, man. D, D Rose Island, we up. I think, and I feel like we back in 2008 tonight. I think I'm bringing all of Memphis with me on, on D Rose Island. My my guy David uh, said he was coming in to be a mentor. That he didn't he didn't we, think he was gonna be that much of a Candace, contributor on this team. A victory lap man. after game two it, it of the season. Two, a victory doesn't lap. Matter. It's D Rose, man. Doesn't it's, matter. Let me let me run let me run down this 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 stat line, man. <laughs> Sixteen points, four rebounds, three assists, a steal, six to fourteen from the field, man. Two or three from three. Knocked down two free throws, man, uh, 22 minutes uh, in there late in the game, man, leading his offense, just doing a fantastic job, man. What about that that big pass he made to that three for Bain in the corner? Just out there getting it done, man. Um, and, and I've said to them, got to joke with a little bit, but I've said this before, man. If his body holds up, he's going to be a, a, a contributor for this team. There, There's no question about it. Um, I mean, he's going to win games. I've said this. He's going to win games for this team and almost helped him do that tonight. Uh, but it is just game two. Uh, but I, I feel like him being in Memphis, I feel like the love that he's receiving from the city is just going to kind of rejuvenate him. Um, and and I, I think he's going to have a big year, man. I think he's going to have a, a bounce back year. And keep on putting up numbers like that, man. I, and I said it before we started. He could be in that most uh, the, the the most improved player uh, award late in your career, man, Come, coming out and putting in numbers like that. So just excited to have him here. He's also going to be great for Jaw. In, in this team off the court and in the locker room. So, man, just hope that body holds up, man, because he looked good out there tonight, man. He still has that burst. When he wants to turn it on, man, he can blow by guys, get to the basket. So, really, really good stuff from him down the stretch tonight, man. Big game for D-Rose. Just excited to see it, man. It's somebody that was was here in Memphis back when he played for the University of Memphis and that run in 2008 and seeing that shot kid that just basically didn't even talk. And now he's just – you put a microphone on, man, and he and – he, <laughs> never stops talking. Uh, I mean, just the way that he expresses himself on and off the court just looks like a completely different guy, man. So, just as a Memphian man, I'm I'm I'm, I'm fanboying out on the, on, on D Rose, man. Just glad he's here. This, yeah. The, we we talk about how the plus minus is not always a, a telltale sign of the impact that a player has on the game. And this is a great example. D Rose was negative one uh, night. Uh, a, a lot of a lot of guys tonight. For yeah, example, like, on this score sheet, but. The, the Grizzlies are not even in this game if Derrick Rose doesn't play the no. way that he was playing. And, Candace, I jumped over you there. I'll go ahead and, and let you the, – the second half is kind of where you picked up and, and you got to watch some of the games. So, 
what what was your biggest takeaway from tonight's game? I'm just hopping on the back of the caboose, man, on the road train. I'm I'm just hopping on because I too. Yeah, you know I, what it is. <laughs> I too stood firmly in that D Rose can get you. What did I say? I said I don't see a huge difference between what Tyus Jones was giving you and what D Rose can give you. Ain't that what I said? That's what I said. That's said what you said. Preach. Uh, okay, I see. How are you going to hang out with Shannon? You come back with attitude. All right. I like it. I like it. Speaking of that, no, make man. sure you guys go and check that out. Uh, Candace Hawthorne with yeah, Young yeah, for sure. and Sharon Brown on the Believe Grizzlies podcast. Sharon was one of the uh, the earliest media Memphis media members that I met in person, and she is an absolutely fantastic person. Yeah. And she she does a great job covering the Grizzlies. Love her to death. So I'm glad that that Candace is going over there and going on the show with her. Sharon's fantastic. Obviously, we love Candace as well. But but definitely go go check that episode out. I know it's going to be fire. I haven't got a chance to listen to it yet, but I, I will in the morning whenever I'm up working on some stuff. Cool, cool. Appreciate it. But yeah, uh, back to D Rose. Got to give him his flowers because. He was, I mean, there were there was a lot of hustle tonight. So let me be clear. A, a lot of players were playing hard um after rebounding, after trying to deflect passes, passes, even when it didn't result in a in a in a change of position, you could just tell they wanted it badly and they played like it the whole the whole game. It wasn't a turn thing where I well, well, let me speak to the half. I saw from I saw bits and pieces of the first half, looked like they were hustling and staying competitive, but it really was sort of the D Rose run, the Conchar run, sort of them two together, some plays that they made back to back. And I'll say this: uh, his impact was so great that I kind of would have liked to see them just finish shower him. Though I know, yeah, looks like size wise, I understand the the dynamics and the arguments against doing that. But I, I got to be honest: when Marcus Smart came back in, sort of put the ball in his hand again, it changes the pace of the team. He still is yet to transition that. So in terms of the guy who I feel like can facilitate and get the team with the pace that they work best at, it's actually D. Rhodes right now, of course, in Desmond Bain, who struggled tonight. But, um, you know, overall, I still think he's he's still better at getting the team in that flow. And I think maybe I'm not blaming the loss on that alone, but it is just something that I noticed that changed in terms of momentum, right, the build up to uh, that point, and then you make that change, and then it sort of switches. So you kind of wish, especially because D-Rose was playing like – D-Rose was playing like it was a championship game. <laughs> you could tell yeah, he, he wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, uh, man. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, man, and I forgot to give give John Contra his flowers, man. We John Contra gets a, a lot of hate and kind of the same thing we said about D-Rose, and they would have been in this game. They wouldn't have been in this game without John Contra. He's, I mean, just making play after play. He had to steal – um, in, in the lay-in, I mean, several tap-outs to keep balls alive, and he has a knack for doing that. Uh, when he usually when he gets major playing time, he gets one or two of those every time he really gets playing time. Uh, he gets these big tap-outs that that get extra possessions. Uh, so those are huge. I mean, he made plays all over the floor. Um, also had two blocks. I mean, he was just a big time and plus three. Uh, for for him tonight. So shout out to John Conchar coming off the bench, a guy that gets a lot of hate, man. You got to give give him his flowers when they're due. Yeah, plus 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 three when you only got two points is incredible. You got yeah, it. that's what I'm saying. You you working out there? So <laughs> yeah, so you, shout out, man. Get jitty with it. You you don't have him on the floor for his killing uh, his scoring capabilities at all. Nope. You want him you want him doing exactly what he was doing tonight, hustling, 
the uh, on that fast break whenever they call the foul on him and they challenge and it got reversed. Huge play. That was late in the game. Just he is a guy that we we have on this show many a times said that in a championship rotation, he's not your guy. But throughout the regular season, when you need hustle plays, when you need energy energy plays, he's a great guy to have on your team tonight. Conchar went out there and does what he does. You know, I, I feel like points is probably the most overrated stat whenever it comes to stats in general in the league. You look at somebody, oh, how do they play 30 minutes and only score two points? Nah, it doesn't matter. You know, the, the six rebounds, the two assists, the steal, the blocks, the, the other hustle plays that he made that didn't show up on the stat sheets. That's why you had him out there. Uh, let, let's actually – let's go to Z next. Uh, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Uh, three for 10 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3. He made all five of his free throws. He rebounded the ball very well tonight. Nine yeah. rebounds, uh, two offensive, seven defensive, three assists. The the one thing, like I, I'm gassing him up here just to break him down because <laughs> there was a play late in the game, one of his turnovers. He got the ball. He gets downhill. He's in the paint. Had a seven, eight foot floater. He's already he tried to pass it. Yeah. Easy I was like, money. Man, what he was doing not, yeah. Wasn't looking to score. And that's something that comes with confidence. They didn't even contest him. And it was a bad turnover. It, it was a time the Grizzlies were in the game. Yeah, that would have been, been a big shot. I, I don't know. It would I can't remember. They might have been down one or either up one. It was it a big was play. Really, though. really close. If he makes yeah. that bucket, like that could have been a, a very momentum swinging bucket right there but instead the nuggets grab it because he turned the ball over so he he there are a lot of positives 11 and 9 he played on Jamal Murray he was guarding Jamal Murray the majority of the night Jamal Murray 7 for 17 from the field he did score 22 points like oh well if he was a defender and he scored 22 points that's not that great mm, i'll take 22 points on 17 shots from him all day long yeah. z Played well tonight. Still want to see some confidence from him. And I, I'll be honest, my one of the things, like one of my biggest issues with Z's game right now is his handle. Handle, yeah. There, yeah. there are times in tra like in transition, there are times where he looks incredible with the ball. But in the half-court setting when he's dribbling the ball, I'm like hiding behind my hands because I'm worried about <laughs> yeah. what's going to happen with it. Yeah, he, he like oh, he seems to get nervous or something. I don't know. He over dribbles, but like if he's going if oh, tempo, like he's pushing the basketball. You're like seeing like this 16 guy out there uh, cutting to the basket, dribbling. He looks fantastic. Um, in the open floor, but I, I agree with you when you're in the half court, handing the ball, he just he just seems nervous and uncomfortable. Um, he has a tendency to over dribble and try to do too much, uh, with the basketball in the half court setting. But I, I'm not gonna beat him up. I. I I think he had a solid game. I, I'm impressed by the rebounding, nine rebounds. Shot wasn't falling, but still had 11 points. Knocked down all his free throws, which was impressive, five of five. I know David My liked man. that. Yeah, plus zero. So he wasn't, he made some wasn't yet. He made some yeah, and, he, and he wasn't negative. He's plus zero, so a net neutral um, in the plus minus. But he, he looks playable. Like, he doesn't look like, oh, man, I can't believe this guy is in the starting lineup. He looks fine out there. 
with the guys, and that's what you want. I mean, coming from where he was last year, just looked like he didn't even belong on the floor. This is night and day different than, than what you were getting from him last year. So I, yeah. I'm not mad at what he's putting on, on film at all. There's just some things he needs to clean up. He's still super young, uh, like you said, to handle in the half court. Some of the decision-making at times. He still had three assists. I mean, he's showing off some of the playmaking, uh, which I like because I think it's an aspect of his game that he could definitely uh, develop and be really good at. Uh, going forward. So shout out to Z, man. I, I, you wish the shot would fall a little bit more. And we talk about that big turnover in the end. That was a big mistake because he had it. He was went wide open. Man. He had the shot and decided to turn around and decided it was, he wanted to pass it. I don't know what he was thinking there because they weren't even guarding him or anything. He was wide open pretty much. I mean, right there, right at the basket, at the floater, lay in, however you want to finish it. But uh, solid, solid game from him, man. Solid game from, from everybody. I'm, honestly, you look down at the stat sheet, I mean, just everybody just doing – Things in all areas. Uh, the only person that really, really struggled tonight was was David Roddy. Uh, wait, Laravia wait, wasn't I, great, but he was he was better than Roddy. Can I, can Roddy, I go to Zaire real quick. I just had yeah, to go ahead, Zaire. Um, before we move on to Roddy, but so so with Zaire, I'll I'll give him this. I think a lot of it for him is one, he wasn't having a great shooting night, so I didn't think he felt comfortable having given given the situation. I think there are some situations you see him take that. I think if he was five for ten. He tries to take that shot, three for 10, not so much. And I also didn't think that the situation is very new for him because he's typically, when he's been on, court, been on the court, especially when he's been a starter, he's kind of like the fourth option, right? Like he's like the fourth or fifth option, scoring option-wise, depending on who's playing in that lineup. And I think he's just, you. if nothing else, it seemed like a little bit of a force of habit to not be the guy he's used to working with Ja. Um, you know, de- definitely, t- generally speaking, Bang would be the guy, but – I mean, he wouldn't shoot much better. So, you, you especially especially in a high pressure situation, especially right. I mean, that was exactly. clutch so time in the game. So he just deferred back, so, and I get it. It's it's, it's young. He he's young. This is really following his purpose. It's his second like active playing year because uh, we just gonna wipe out all the last year. Just gonna <laughs> been in black <laughs> Didn't even um, happen. <laughs> but I'm gonna just you know put that out there in his defense. It was it was a horrible thing to watch, horrible mistake to watch. But I, I kind of understood where it came from. <laughs> Hold on. Did you say men in black? That is a- yep, I said men in black. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have your attention, please? I need everybody to look right here. <laughs> yep, you gotta just hey, yeah, this is this out. is Zaya's sophomore year, so <laughs> that didn't oh, happen. I, I love it. We, we talked about X a little bit already, and we've we've kind of we touched on Bane. So th- this is where I want to go right here. I, I there are I'll let you get back to Roddy, but let's talk about coming out of the timeout, what they done on the offensive end after (laughs) the Nuggets go down and and extend the lead to three. Taylor Jenkins, there there are plenty of things that I can complain about. He he has grown as a coach. There are things that he's doing – this season that you didn't see him do before, and that's fantastic. That's great for the Grizzlies. But somebody, somebody on that staff needs to grab this dude by his collar and be like, put the damn board down and give it to somebody that knows how to draw up a play. And you think that'd be at St. Andrews, but like that's what you brought to that's what you brought him in for. You brought him in for half court offense. Why are you not letting him draw up the plays? The the cross-court three for Desmond Bain, you know, like they, they're taking the bound, the, the ball out of bounds by the Nuggets bench. 
and we throw the ball all the way across the floor to the elbow on the opposite side. That was terrible. And then you have Bain inbounding the ball to Jaron. And I, I get it. Basketball guys are going to come at me. You want the ball in your best player's hands. <laughs> I understand that. But you have one of the best shooters in the game right now. Exactly. Run some pin downs. Or like run him, set a screen, and then a double screen, and then a pin down. Every single person that is not Desmond Bain and not inbounding the ball – setting the screen and some of them moving and setting the screen twice, get him open to get that shot. And you, you draw up, you inbound it to Jaron and you're doing ISO Jaron. We saw this last year where at the end of the game, John ja, ja Morant was out and they give it to Jaron at the top of the key and he just dribbles and shoots a contested three at the end of the game. And the Grizzlies lost that game as well. If he has an Achilles heel, this is it. If the Grizzlies are in a close game and they need a play drawn up to win it, I'm just shutting my TV off, man. Because if it happens, if something goes in, it's going to be solely because the player on the floor was able to do what he needed to do to get the shot to go. It's not going to have a damn thing to do with Jenkins' ability to draw up those plays. Yeah, yeah, man. I, yeah, I, I wasn't in on a two-for-one idea it looks like that's what they were trying to do i'm going for a three there i, I don't think there was i can't remember how much how much time was on the clock i can't remember I, i'm going for the, the yeah. run the clock down those spots get, try to get an open three i mean you have one of the i know he was struggling tonight but we know that bang can, can shoot the basketball you run something run some pin downs run some screens get bang coming off the screen get them open to take that shot like i don't know you you got Jaron, which he's like double and triple team in the paint, trying to put up some wild shot. Like that's just that's terrible for, to get in that. That's the shot that you get out of that out of that timeout. That is just awful. Um, and when and as David said, we've seen this time and time again with Jenkins on these last second plays and just not even close on any of these plays. And you're just scratching your head like that's what you drew. That there, that's what you drew up. Like you took a timeout. And you you got on that board, and that's what you drew up. Like I. And it's, none it's, of your none of your assistants were like, mm, I don't know, bro. Don't think <laughs> yeah, that, that's that, that, that ain't it. That ain't no, it, man. Nobody over there's got an, uh, enough backbone to be like, hey, that's um, we we need to do something different. If if you don't have people on your staff that can speak their mind, I don't feel like that's going to be successful. Well, and I was going to say somebody oh. had to be open because they all converged on Jared. Somebody had to be open, even if it wasn't Bank. Like I, there are other. I mean, I, I would still rather have a, a mid-range shot. Like, I, that just the play that they drew up, what they got out of that, is just awful, man. For 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 you to be in that situation, and then still you down by three anyway. Like, I it's just bad. Like, I, I agree with you. I want to go back to David's point about not having anybody speak up. Here's what we know: Taylor Jenkins in, in opening uh, media day talked about being too stubborn. In order to realize you were being too stubborn, somebody had to be telling you something and you were ignoring it, thinking you're right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure that it's not that somebody didn't tell him that play was bad play. I'm not certain about that. Somebody in his staff had some backbone to tell something. Somebody has had backbone over time to tell him certain things. I think people were probably telling him about the Santi Jaron thing because he was ignoring that for a long time. I, I think there were just things that people were saying that he just wasn't listening to. And I'm sure. <sighs> Somebody said something. 
and he just gets on his his you know we're just gonna stick with the plan and um that's pretty much how that goes man i, I think he's just being stubborn i think stubborn is in nature as he's saying it. I, and I another thing is right. saying saint, saint, saint andrews is one of his guys so yeah. he's probably gonna defer to jenkins if Jenkins say this is the play because he they have history together and he probably looks at him okay this this guy's my superior he brought me on if he wants to draw something up he's that's he's the head coach so I'm gonna take it that's the worry that I had about St Andrews when they first hired him I'm like this is just another one of Taylor Jenkins guys and I have been calling for them to bring in an outside guy even though he's supposed to be an innovative offensive mind he's still Jenkins guy so he probably he's probably not gonna try to overstep him. If Jenkins draws up the play, he's just going to let it go, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, realistically, he can't because at the end of the day, it's Jenkins' call. Exactly, you know, even, but even, I, even I don't think he's going to challenge him, though. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't that, see that, it. That's where I'm at with are. it. I think people have challenged him. It, like, again, you don't get the stubborn thing if nobody ever challenged you. Well, the only, yeah, only, person, on this, only, only person on their staff that I think prior they were challenging would be Darko. Like, the rest of those, those teams, they're not – Potapico and Sandra Romano, they're not challenging him. Like, you can watch it. You can watch the dynamics in the timeout. When they call a timeout, they're just standing there looking with their own folded Taylor Jenkins drawing the plays. I don't ever see those them say anything. That's just one of the things that I had a big issue with in, in, in last year and the year before. Like, those assistants, they just, they're, they're standing there like zombies in the timeout. Like, and when you watch other teams in the timeout, you have other other assistants in the hall yelling at guys and you got pulling guys to the side. You didn't really see that here. Now I haven't paid a lot of attention to the huddles these first two games. I definitely will going forward, but that's that's something that I didn't like. It just seemed like it was just pretty much all Jenkins and the assistants were just kind of there as yes me and yes women. I mean that's the kind of what it looked like when you watch those huddles. Yeah, I mean we I'm I'm fine with Candace being the optimistic one here. Like that that's I'm good with it. I, I feel like kind of I'm I'm similar in, in mindset of what Isaac is saying. Like the, did the someone the stubbornness being brought up, did that come from Darko on the way out? And we we won't know. Like we we can speculate all day long about you know this or that or whatever, but at the end of the day, there is plenty on tape showing that, that Jenkins drawing up plays at the end of the game doesn't work out. When you have a player like Ja Morant that can go out there and pretty much – Ja, go get a bucket. Wants to get, <laughs> like, that makes Jenkins look pretty smart. So, people are – I'm sure there's going to be somebody be like, oh, well, you know, that they, they won some games on last-second shots. Yeah, because Ja is a, so amazing. Let, let's go back to four years ago when they won <laughs> on a Jay Crowder three beating the Nets for the first <laughs> win of the season – um, was that something that was drawn up by Jenkins? No, that was a broken play. Or was John Moran like, happened. oh, the entire team's collapsing on me and Jay yeah, Crowder is wide open behind me. And I was at that get a bucket. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it was. And Crowder rotated in behind him, and he saw that there was nobody close. Ja dumped it off. Crowder knocks down the three. A star is born. I That's just something. I'm going to continue to watch that. I'd love to go back and just watch old games like the fourth quarter of old games and document how many times we've watched him draw up a boo-boo play. I, I, the, um, I've, I've done some radio games with Chris Brinkley from UT Martin. Uh, he's been the voice of UT Martin men and women's basketball for a long time. Chris, I apologize. I don't know how many years, 
But Chris says, well, you know, one of the things that, that we talk about, he says, you can tell how well a team is coached by what they do coming out of a timeout. Great point. And coming out of that last timeout, the last two timeouts, the, the execution was not great. And do you, do you blame that on the people that were on the floor or the people that drew up the play? And that cross the, – the people on the floor, if you want to have that argument about the first play with Jaron, because like Isaac said, a bunch of people collapsing on Jaron, Jaron should be looking to try and find somebody there if he has three or four guys on him. But the last play when they're slinging the ball from in front of the Nuggets bench all the way over to the other elbow – it's just poor design. Like the, it's just that there are too many. Yeah, it's too risky to be making that pass. Athletic people on this floor to throw a ball that high and that far and get lucky. They they got the ball, but that ball got tipped before it ever got to Bain. And yeah, I, I won't keep hammering on it. I've said what I need to say about it, but I, I'm definitely going to be keeping track of that as the season goes on. Yeah, because it can go back to bite him. I, I think it can come back to bite him, and I think that's a lot of a lot of that a lot of reason why you know to your point why uh, we see so much Jago get a bucket is because the, the coach ain't coming up with nothing better. <laughs> it, it, it's nothing. It's Jago get a bucket because literally I got nothing. Let's just watch Jago work, and I I fear that given that play we just watched. That that's what they're gonna go back to when Jai gets back. And guess what we learned last year? Doesn't work. It worked for like two to three years. Until what? teams figured out that yeah. that's what you're gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Like, so they're gonna need something else. And that 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 makes me nervous long term. Just you know, I've, I've I've said this before, and I think this is gonna be my theme of the year with Jenkins, is just doesn't have the feel for the game. And that's just another example of it because like you said, even even the pass design doesn't really make sense. It makes sense on a board. But it doesn't make sense if you're thinking about game time situations with real athletes. And so, yeah, like in a vacuum, in a vacuum, that play is fine. No one's paying defense. This is basketball at the highest level. These guys are the the top one percent of the top one percent of basketball players in the entire world. And we're just going to sling the ball you know, 15 foot high, <laughs> 50 feet across the floor. Like it, it just, I, there, there's not much logic to that, to, to, to that working. So let, let's, let's get away from this. Uh, Isaac, you started talking about uh, David Roddy. Roddy struggling tonight, over four from the field, over two from three. And he wasn't good defensively either. Like mm-hmm. he just had an off game and I'm not ready to mail it in on him, but we're, we're two games into the season Second year from Roddy, second year from LaRavia. LaRavia had done some good things tonight. We're seeing these guys over and over again. I'll let you make your point about Roddy, but I have a, I have a question for both of you guys whenever you want to get to it. At what point do you see say, okay, I've seen enough. Let's see what Vince Williams Jr. can do for us. Uh, I'm already there. Uh, <laughs> you know I'm already there. Um, but if you're just talking about – the Ravy and Roddy, it's weird because last year it felt like Roddy was the the superior player of the two. But it seemed like from summer league on, even in summer league, even though LaRavia wasn't great, 
it felt like he was better than 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 Roddy. Roddy feels feels like he's taking a step back, um, in my opinion. And I I felt pretty good coming out of the la- the end of last season with Roddy, but now it just I just I don't know what he is. I, I don't know if he's a undersized four. Is, is he a three? Can he he can't really guard like tonight. He really struggled on the, on the defensive end of the floor. Sometimes we've seen him struggle offensively, but he's played well defensively. But he didn't do either. Uh, tonight, I know it's only game two, and like I said, going back to the sample size that we that I just mentioned from last year about Roddy being better than Laravia through these two games, I think, and I I didn't think I'd be saying this. I think I would rather see Laravia on the floor if you had to pick between the two. But Vince Williams, to answer your question, and, and I tweeted this out last week. I I feel long term, I feel better about Vince Williams Jr. than I feel about either either of them, and the reason why is because of his defensive potential. I think his defensive potential is better than both of them. And I think offensively, he can be just as good as either one of them can be as well. So it, it's politics, man. And people, I had a conversation with someone this morning about this. And people get mad and say, oh, there's no way that if somebody's better than this guy, they're not going to play him. That's not true, man. It, it, when, when, anytime it's in, it's, it's like that everywhere. But this front office is, it, for all the great things they do, one thing that they, they will do is they will go to the inner earth, end of the earth to prove that they're right about their, their higher draft picks. And they traded up two first to get LaRavia. And we, we seen it with Z and it seems like it's paying off with Z, but they're going to, they're going to play the guys that they trade up to get and guys. They take in the first round with, with guaranteed deals. They're going to play those guys over guys that get a two way contract. I mean, I think we've seen this. I've talked about it extensively with, with junior people, Lots of people, mixed feelings. People, some people feel like he's just a terrible basketball player. I don't agree with that. I, I think there's more, more to the reason that we haven't seen him more than we've already seen other than just that. So I would love to see Vince Williams Jr. out there, but I don't believe, I don't think it matters what Vince Williams Jr. does in practice, how good he is, how he goes down to South Haven, how well he plays down there. He's not going to, you're not going to see him on the floor much this season with the Grizzlies because he's on that two-way contract. That's just how... They operate. I, I don't like it, but that's just the way it is. They're, they're going to play LaRavia and Roddy until the wheels fall off because they want to prove that they were right for making those deals and taking them in the first round. And and that's just what it is. But I, but I think anybody that's kind of watched Vince, if you're going to play guys that aren't really ready to play, I think Vince Williams Jr. is proven that I think skill set wise, even projecting forward, he just makes more sense. Um, and defensively, his potential defensively is better than both of theirs. So that's what I would do. I'd be playing Vince Williams Jr., but I don't. I don't think we're going to see it. Yeah, I agree with the, the Vince Williams Jr. thing. I, I I've been there as well, uh, particularly because I still stand by that. I'd rather see him than Jake Arabia. Shout out to Jake. He had a good night. But I I between the two, I still feel like even though Roddy is sort of a you know a, a, a tweener, he's a tweener um, in terms of his size. I still like his floor better than LaRavia's floor, uh, if I had to pick. Um, and I still like his ceiling, to be honest, better than LaRavia's ceiling. So I, I still go, right, if I'm if I'm trading one and keeping one, I think I'm keeping Roddy. I think he's shown you enough sample size-wise. Maybe he's regressing. Uh, maybe he has a sophomore slump. What? Get in line, because Zaire had one, Brandon Clark had one, Xavier Tillman had one. Get in line. So if he had a sophomore slump, so be it. Um, but I, I still take what he can give you, like I said, his floor is better. And Jake's game is just so slow, both offensively yeah. and defensively, that I think this is a better matchup for him. 
Um, and glad he could be efficient on the shots. That's one thing I always um, hark on him about. He, I, I really rarely ever see him be efficient in shooting two for three or two or three tonight. Give him that. But uh, also did a pretty good job. He did a very good job rebounding with five rebounds in his uh, 16 minutes. But I, I think today was a good matchup for him. And I think you're more likely to see a performance like this from Roddy on a more regular basis long term than Arabia. I stick by that. I continue to stand by that. Roddy may have a down year, and I'm still going to stand by that. Um, just go. The NBA is a fast game, man. You got to be able to keep up. Uh, but I agree with everything Isaac said about Vince Williams Jr. too. And I, you know, I hate that you don't get to see him. I, I can hope, I hope they make a consolidation trade to take one of these guys, um, help get, help them get a big. Um, I'm ready to say bye to one of them, both of them. Really doesn't matter to me. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. it is what it is, man. Because I think their value is only, the more they play, their value is probably going to go down even more. Yeah. Um, and it's just like you said about Roddy Barry Tweener. I kind of feel the same way about LaRavia. Is he a small ball four? Is he a three? Yeah. Because he, he doesn't have the foot speed to guard a lot of the small forwards in the league. I just, I don't know, man. People, a lot of people want to hang on with him. And we've done this before. I kind of did it with Sonny Aldama. We kind of did it with Zaire Williams. And they had a bounce back. But with LaRavia, man, I, I just don't see it. And, and I didn't, even when they drafted him, me and David did a lot of draft coverage. And we broke down pretty much everybody that year. But those guys in that area, those were some of the guys that we really did a lot of work on. And they were just better players there, man. I I don't know what they saw to make them think, man, we got to go up and get him. Like, we got to have LaRavia. Like, I I was perplexed then, and I'm still scratching my head. I don't know. It's an analytics thing. Yeah, they, they, want, <laughs> they, want, they were looking for guys who do X amount of, you know, all these things well, jack of all trades. But I think – because they were all jack of all trades at college, they're well. I give Roddy; he can be he can be good at some things, but I think especially with Arabia, he's not good. He doesn't have a skill he can lean into. He was sort of a jack of all. He can pass. He can shoot. He can um you know play defense well enough at college level, and nothing really stood out. You know, head and shoulders above. It worked for them in the past in terms of some of their picks, like a Brandon Clark, that kind of thing. But um, you know, sometimes I think they get cute. <laughs> and the thing about Roddy, man, Roddy just has to finish. Like he makes great yeah. moves, get to the basket, and then he he doesn't finish. That's that's one of his big things. So I definitely believe in him more than I believe in Laravia. Yeah. But either one of them, I don't know if either one of them long term are really gonna be right big time rotation pieces. I have questions about both of them. Right. Yeah. 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 But moving forward, if I say insurance, I'm referring to uh, Jake from State Farm there. That's what I'm gonna go with. He, <laughs> he, he, he just insurance out here, but it, it's <laughs> the world is driven by money, right? Like you look at it in, in your your day to day job, all like the mindset that there's no politics. So you know, I, I've had conversations where oh, there's no politics. He's just I know people get basketball. mad when you play that, but. He's Purdue, like, these guys, Vince Williams has had flashes. You see it from him. Roddy has had flashes. LaRavia has had some good defensive moments. But on the offensive end of the floor, have we had a game? Let me, he had a preseason game where in the in the fourth quarter, he knocked down some shots. But e even in... His his that best game. Mean, he had a, he had a couple games. He had a couple games at the beginning of last season, 
when he was playing before yeah. he went out for that injury. That's probably the best he's ever played yeah. outside of that. And he's never been but consistent from three. That's the thing. And he was – that's what he's supposed to be. People call him a shooter, and they'd be like, oh, man, he hit four threes, but it, like in the summer league, but he's like 414, though. I'm going to tell you right now, if if you're a white guy in the NBA and you're less than seven foot tall and you can't make threes, you don't even need to be in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) Like, period. (laughs) Like, that's that's what you do. Like, I mean, what Jitty hustles. Like, he used to hit threes. Yeah, he used to make it knock him down, but I don't know what happened to his shot. I, I, think, I think it'll bounce back, but you know, like, like he, Aaron, I, he, I've not seen anything from him, and, and I am like Mr. Be Patient. I've been that way. Like, I, we, we've had the conversation when Aldama looked rough coming into year two in the summer league, and everybody's like, oh, man, he should be better than this, and then something clicked for him. And so maybe that's where we're at with these guys. They something needs to click for them. But I, I've seen flashes. I watched Roddy in the playoffs last year guarding LeBron James. Yeah, and he okay. did, did a pretty good job at times. I can see this guy being a rotation player. And with insurance, I haven't seen that. No. That's what I mean. Like I <laughs> even in, in his best games. All this I, I'm not, yeah, hey. <laughs> he looks like an insurance salesman, not a basketball player. I don't know what they're uh, I was just I was just doing a radio interview this morning. They say he looks like the guy that hit a half court shot and say, Man, you you hit this half court shot, you can play an NBA game. So that's what he, he looks like. Except he's tall. He, he, he wins the car. He wins the yeah. car at halftime. <laughs> uh, again, final score of the game 108, 104. The Nuggets beat the Grizzlies. I, I'm not displeased in the outcome of the game. The Grizzlies hustled, they fought. They were crashing the boards. They were a lot more intentional tonight. And, and that's that I said they're actually trying to rebound the basketball. And and that's something it sounds weird, even like typing it out, saying it, that sounds weird. But they were very intentional about what they were doing. And that was good to see because game one didn't leave a whole lot of there was not a whole lot of positives to talk about. So we'll go ahead and, and wrap this one up. We'll be back back to back. They play tomorrow night. Uh, in Washington, right? It's yeah, yeah. six p.m. against uh, that should be a high-scoring game. If, if the Grizzlies are going to, uh, you know, if Kennard comes back from the concussion, I I don't know that he he's can come back. I know no, the they, NFL. Jenkins already said that he's out tomorrow. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was like, I know the NFL protocol for concussions, which is weird because I cover an NBA team and I don't know the the NBA protocol, but I know the NFL protocol. So you know. It, the guys that have not been clicking on the offensive end of the floor, this is the team to find it against because the Wizards can't spell defense. Uh, I hope yeah, they gave up 140 in their first game. So I hope Tyus has a good game, yeah. but uh, the Grizzlies beat the brakes off of them. We need to see a win. Um, do you guys got anything you want to touch on before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, I just want to want to touch on Candace mentioned it earlier, and I tweeted out during the game the only negative that I take from tonight outside of them actually losing the game, which I'm not mad about. You'd have liked to have seen them win, but I feel good about the effort and what I saw is the amount of energy they had to exert tonight. And you talk about that Wizards team, uh, even though they don't, they can't play, they don't play any defense, gave up 140 plus in their first game in regulation. They, they score a lot too. I mean, you got to get up and down. It's going to be a track meet and they exert a lot of energy tonight in this game. So that's why you kind of wish they could have gotten a win 
putting that type of injury out there on the floor. So you hopefully they can get the rest and bounce back. Um, sure they're about to fly out probably right now. Uh, so hopefully they can get in get in their hotel room, get some rest because that's one they really need to get. I um, mean, you don't want to go zero and three. I, I I don't think even if they do, I don't think it's a a death sentence or anything. Um, because I think I saw some good stuff last night. I think this team is gonna figure some things out, but you you really don't want to start off the season zero and three. Uh, you want to get that one tomorrow night. That's a team that you should beat, and you don't want it to be a scheduled loss. Uh, that's the kind of the only negative that I have coming out of the game tonight. Yeah, I would I would second that for sure. Like you, you kind of wish they got the win tonight, just so they w- wouldn't be as much pressure on them to win tomorrow night. And you just gotta kind of hope that the Washington Wizards miss shots, man. Because yeah, they can't defend, but I can also just see with them being tired. It's because they're rested. To, they haven't played yeah. in two days, so right. You know, like they you know got, who's got fresh legs for the Grizzlies. <laughs> Man, I, I can't even talk about my guy no more, man. I'm 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 mad, man. That's just they're doing my guy wrong, man. We're gonna, the man with no name. That's what we're gonna say tonight. We're gonna leave it at that. The man with no yeah, name. Yeah, y'all, y'all know got, who we talking about. Y'all he got know. fresh legs out there. He can go and body some of them uh some of them wizards tomorrow. We'll see what happens. It would, would be nice if we could see a Vince William Jr. or somebody that would be yeah, nice. especially on the back to back, man. Yeah, yeah. We'd be nice, but we'll we'll see. But if they yep. were smart, they put in somebody because. Some of those short, some of those shots are gonna be short, man. They got not gonna have the legs. Yeah, mm-hmm. they played hard tonight, man. They they gave it everything they had, man. So yeah. and you got yeah. a veteran like D Rose. He, he plays he in the middle of the minutes you tonight. You can tell that he won. Yeah, that from the game. beginning of the game, yeah. you could tell. You could tell he wanted. I tweeted out I was like that man trying to get a dub tonight. <laughs> so he wanted mm-hmm. it, man, for for these Memphis fans. But I uh, another positive. I think it's positive that um, Luke Nard was on the bench uh, tonight. I think that's a a positive sign, man. Just come fresh coming off of that, and he's already. On the bench, I think he'll probably be back. I, I don't know if he'll play Monday, but when their next game, maybe Wednesday, I would think he'd probably be back by then. Yeah, yeah, that's just my no, guess. No, yeah, being on the bench, you know, sometimes with concussion, you get light sensitivity. So, yeah, the fact that he's there and in the arena, yeah, he looked fine at home. Yeah, so that, that that's a big plus. But we'll go ahead and wrap it up. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow night with a post game, hopefully talking about the first win of the season. Hoping for it, man. 23 more games. We get 12 back. Things are going to look different. There's some kinks they still need to work out. Getting better. Game at a time. You can get the show on the X app, our Twitter, on your computer, at Ethos Grizzlies. I'm at NBA Will 21 You can find me at H 901 Isaac, take us home. Yep, man. Back to back, as he said, man. Taking on the Wizards tomorrow night. That's a 6 p.m. tip uh, up in the nation's capital, man. So make sure you stay locked in for that. Stay locked in here to eat those Grizzlies. We'll be back with a post game. Um, hopefully discussing uh, the one and two uh, Memphis Grizzlies getting their first win of the 23-24 season. Uh, maybe that'll get them kicked off. Maybe they don't lose again after that. But <laughs> anyways, man, you can find me on the X-Down at Isaac Double underscore NBA. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll catch you tomorrow night. We gone.